Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Glory to Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know that he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven. He sighed and said to him, Athatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. There are certain words that make a person sound old. Maybe you are a cool cat from the 50s who in your day called people daddy-o and gave them knuckle sandwiches. Or maybe you are a 60s child for whom things are out of sight and groovy. Maybe the 70s were your decade when you told people to take a chill pill. Or maybe you were a disco child who boogied down. Then there were the 80s, my unfortunate era of fashion and slang, when things were bodacious, tubular, boss, and choice. And we told people to eat my shorts if we hated them. And when we found something to be unacceptable, offensive, or disgusting, we said, Gag me with a spoon. I told you it was an unfortunate decade. The 90s were far better. One didn't leave a place, one bounced. We used words like bling for sparkly things and crib for home. It was the decade of my bad and talk to the hand. Personally, I have never been a trendsetter, either in fashion or slang. When I attempt to use modern slang in front of my sons or my students, I am promptly told to stop and begged earnestly to never, ever do that again. So then I reach further back in time and call someone the bee's knees. Or when someone says something ridiculous, I exclaim, horse feathers. Words carry with them context, not only in meaning, but also in time. 
And when we hear some words, we immediately discredit them because they sound irrelevant and ancient. Miracle is one such word. When we read about miracles or preach a sermon on them, people check out because they think they are going to be forced to believe in a God that performs tricks like David Copperfield or David Blaine. But miracles and magic are not the same thing. And the word is far more relevant today than we might think. You have to also understand that a miracle is not necessarily a miracle for everyone. The crossing of the Red Sea was not a miracle for the Egyptians. David's miraculous and deadly aim with his slingshot was no miracle for Goliath. The people of Jericho surely did not use the word miracle to describe the day the walls of their city crumbled. So then miracles are not magic. They are also neither systematic nor constant. That is to say, they do not always make sense or bring joy to everyone. Miracles are ways that God interacts with creation that show God's unwillingness to give up on the human race despite this mess that we've made. And this world is messy. No one needs to be convinced of that. It's easy to lose hope and be afraid, even though Isaiah tells us not to be. These days, who does not have a fearful heart? So I decided to do a survey of things that I've observed and look at them through the lens of miracles. This list is by no means exhaustive, but rather some illustrations of God's ongoing work in this world. Isaiah tells us <clears throat> that the eyes of the blind will be open. I think of this every time someone tells me that they've had cataract or LASIK surgery. For 10 years, in my former parish, I brought communion to an 85-year-old man named Ray Inns, who had terrible cataracts in both eyes, almost to the point of being blind. He lived with his wife, Anne, on a farm. They had about 100 cats, and she wouldn't even talk to me until I relented and told her that I had finally started using lard instead of butter in my pie crusts, which was a bold-faced lie. One day, during communion, Ray started to cry, and when I asked him why, he said that in these 10 years, he had never really once seen my face, having had cataract surgery just a few days before. I told him I was sorry that my face made him cry, and we had a good laugh. The blind see. Indeed, a miracle. I saw a man at Hy-Vee this week standing on two metal legs as he checked out his groceries. Judging by the cap he wore, it seemed he was a war vet. The lame walk. Indeed, a miracle. I remember a man named Bert from an internship congregation in Davenport who was almost completely deaf. He got hearing aids, which was wonderful, until his wife discovered that he often turned them off when she was talking to him. Nonetheless, the deaf hear. A miracle. Pacemakers that keep hearts in rhythm, antibiotics that fight illness, vaccines that prevent the spread of disease, all miracles, all proof for, whom, for people for whom proof is important, that God is still working in our world through science and research and human intellect. These miracles are easy to spot, but there are some that are a bit trickier to identify and navigate. Yesterday was our first home football game, 
here in Iowa City, and it is a miracle of compassion when a stadium of fans and athletes turn to wave at a hospital full of sick children, and is a miracle of medicine that these children are receiving chemotherapy and radiation and so much more. And yet, some will die. Are these ones somehow outside the realm of miracles? True, there is the miracle of resurrection, but that might be a little comfort to a mother who has just watched her child die. Iowa City was full of protests this week as news spread of an incident from last September of sexual assault at the Phi Gamma Delta Fraternity House. I had students this week using all of this as an example of a high for this week to live in an amazing community where people rally together in support of that victim and other unnamed victims of sexual assault and to demand justice. And they are right. This is an incredible thing. But what of that young woman and so many others like her? Even the miracle of community solidarity and protest does not erase trauma when consent is not honored. It's a miracle of racial justice when Officer Chauvin was found guilty on all three counts in the trial of the death of George Floyd, but it doesn't bring George back or the countless other persons of color in our country who have been killed because of the color of their skin. Many Texans this week would say that their Supreme Court worked a miracle as it declined to delay the rollout of a new law that bans abortion after six weeks of pregnancy, robbing millions of women of their reproductive rights. On the other hand, it is a miracle when a woman can make a decision regarding her own reproductive rights. On the third hand, it's a miracle to give birth to a child. People say it's a miracle that their life was spared when a condo <clears throat> collapses in Florida or when their ranch is spared from wildfires in California <clears throat> or when one family is evacuated from hurricane floods but another is not. It's a miracle that the United States military aircraft evacuated more than 79,000 civilians from Afghanistan. But what about the one or 200 Americans left behind? And what about the vulnerable ones now living under Taliban rule, especially women and children, and ones who assisted and worked with the American military these past 20 years? One person's miracle is another person's tragedy sometimes. Are miracles then a matter of perspective? It's a miracle when a woman of color becomes the vice president of the United States. It is a miracle when a woman has the right to marry a woman and a man has the right to marry a man. It is a miracle that the mayor of our own town in Iowa here is a black, openly gay man. <clears throat> Although there would be people on either side of all of these issues using many words other than the word miracle. Turns out then that working miracles is a messy business. Jesus knows this. In our gospel, Jesus comes to a town where he encounters, <clears throat> excuse me, a woman whose daughter is dying. She begs him to heal her. He tells her he has not come for her, calling her a dog, undeserving of the crumbs that fall from the table, and that he has come only for the children of Israel. Whether he means this or is testing her, we don't know. One thing I know is that if my child were dying, and I begged for help, <clears throat> and the healer decides to engage me in theological tests, I would want to punch him. Nevertheless, she persists. Yes, she says, but give this dog a crumb of hope and heal my daughter. And her daughter is healed. A miracle. 
Yes, but the mess of it is, at best, Jesus has broken a cultural rule and interacted with a woman who is not Jewish and, at worst, has been corrected by one. Nonetheless, this is a miracle for the daughter and her mother. But this is not a miracle for those whose business it is to maintain the status quo and the hierarchy of power. Miracles get messy, dangerous even, when you start messing with systems. Then Jesus comes upon a man who could neither hear nor speak. The crowd begs for him to be healed. Here things also get messy. Jesus touches him. One doesn't just go around touching sick people in those days with diseases such as leprosy, so prevalent. Not only does he touch the man, he sticks his fingers in his ears, and then he spits on his hand and touches the guy's tongue, something unimaginable in our COVID times, but I'd like to think pretty gross in most times. And Jesus sighs. And the man's ears are opened, and his tongue is freed. A miracle indeed. But Jesus is again messing with systems, castes, and class. This man previously occupied a particular class, disabled, unable to work or contribute to society at all, reduced to begging to even live, Homeless and outcast now brought back into community when society's undesirable ones become Jesus' desired ones, things get messy. When you bring ones into community that society is cast out, things get dangerous. There is no tidy resolution to this sermon, save to say that God is still at work in this world. God then remains unwilling, it seems, to give up on us, even though there are plenty of times that our world might feel God-forsaken. Our world is not God-forsaken. As for you, as for me, God is at work in us still, opening our ears and our eyes to identify miracles taking places, taking place right under our noses, opening our ears and our eyes to injustices far and near, calling us to not be lame, but rather to walk, to march, to protest, to not be deaf, but to listen, to not be blind, but to open our eyes to really see what is happening around us. God uses our brain, our feet, our hands, our eyes, and our ears to bring about God's kingdom. God uses us, all of us, as instruments of God's radical and amazing grace. Perhaps the miracle we beg God for most right now is to turn our fearful hearts into hearts of hope. Little can grow in a fearful heart except more fear. Miraculous things happen in and through people who have hopeful hearts, however. It turns out, then, that the word miracle is not dead after all, just as you are not dead, and I am not dead, and God is not dead. No, there's plenty of life here, even to work a very modern miracle. Amen. Amen.